Take a photo. I bet you a million dollars. Paul Simon, Code of Chrome lyrics. Coming into some new wealth. A million dollars. Nikon didn't yeah. exist at that time. Well, <laughs> when Kodachrome was a thing, I think it did. Kodachrome. No, they had they had the old cameras. The um, um, oh really? Yeah, my parents had some. Bizarre. Yeah, I got a Nikon camera. I love to take a photograph. So I'm gonna take a photograph. Holy shit! Bam. That's cool. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, internet. Okay, so we're gonna do a sound check. So pretty much, um, you just talk as if you're gonna talk. So you like, my mom is super great, and I like the color purple. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That was okay. Hey, how's it going? Good. Cheerio. I'm excited for the workshop. <laughs> Sound excited. Awesome. I'm Check excited in. for the pod. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's actually excellent. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can have that later, right? Eh? <laughs> yeah, you can. That's good too. Oh, it's like the old like Sesame Street. Uh, we can do a sing along. Or yeah. Or a mm, a round. Is that what they're called? Yeah. We do a round. Okay. So hello and welcome to Art, Activism and Adventure. My name is Michaela Demers and today I'm in Sudbury, Ontario, sitting in the Anywhere Makerspace with four beautiful people who live and work and exist in Sudbury. Today we're going to talk about art and community activism in the rural area of Sudbury and first we're just going to go around and intro ourselves because I think, you know, we all know ourselves the best. And so why don't we say... Um, why don't we say why we're here, how we're here, how you relate to Sudbury, your Sudbury history, um, what you identify as. And people always ask you that question, like, what do you do, which is super dangerous. But it doesn't have to be your 9 to 5. It can be whatever you identify as. And if you have a current project or a vision of a project you want to make or something you want to talk about. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> and you have four minutes. Oh, no, my I'm God. Kidding, I'm kidding. That's ridiculous. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go first as an example. <laughs> So, my name is still Michaela Demers, and um, I was born in Elliott Lake. I lived in Sudbury till maybe grade two, moved to Manitoulin with my family for the rest of my childhood. After high school, lived in Sudbury again for two years, and then moved to Toronto for school, where I still currently live, try to live. Um, I'm a freelance dance artist and choreographer, and... I'm currently working on a dance film project with another dancer, Issa Estrada, and we hope to film it at the end of the month with Eric Chednoff. And I'm also hosting a workshop later today at the Sudbury School of Dance, and it's going to be super bomb. <laughs> Go ahead. Good, good. Uh, my name is Andrew Tierney, and I'm sitting at this table because we are utilizing the space that I help run, which is Anywhere Creator Space. It's, uh, it's a hub and an incubator for artists and entrepreneurs. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's been around for about a year and I spend seven days a week here. And this is where I pretty much call home. And I come here and make stuff. Are you born and raised Siberian? I was born in North Bay, Shelbyville, and uh, I spent most of my life here in Sudbury. Yeah, right on. Mm -hmm. Went to Kitchener for two years and came back because I love the people here. And yeah, sometimes it's irritating this place, but it's good. Good. Yeah. 
Cool. My name is Jennifer Hollow, and I'm a singer, songwriter, musician in Sudbury. I'm also an educator and uh, a creativity researcher. So um, I'm involved in a few different uh, music projects in Sudbury. Uh, one of them is, is my own project. Um, I'm releasing an album in May and hope to tour with it this summer. And um, I also uh, give workshops on creativity, especially creativity in the classroom. Uh, that's what I did my, my Master's of Education research on. So um, I'm very involved in, in First Nations education. I teach music um, in Chigang First Nation uh, two days a week at a school there. Nice. And that's where I went to high Well, is it in a high school? No, it's at Lakeview. The Lakeview okay, school. okay. Yeah, so the elementary school that's on the Nice. Laser. Yeah, and, uh, and then the rest of the... So for the rest of the week, I, I uh, am involved in, in the music projects. And um, yeah, and I live a block away from here, so it's really <laughs> lovely to... Born and raised too. You were saying earlier, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in Sudbury. Yeah, when I leave for school and for work, and um, and now I'm back. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Uh, my name is Pierre Lafranbois. Uh, also born and raised in Sudbury. Um, a musician in this town, and I've uh, been teaching music in this town for oh, geez, maybe ten years in the grade schools. Um, Compose a lot of music. I've uh, been playing music in this town as well for about 20 years, and uh, have a, a good influence on you know, my parent. My parents were involved in a lot of the music stuff, and uh, very much, uh, I guess, influenced with uh, the old French, uh, I guess, Ontarian music. Um, uh, yeah, and right now, currently, what I'm doing is basically composing a lot and uh, performing. I build instruments as well, and nice. uh, I sell them at uh, the festivals around here. That's cool. Do you are you a musician who releases albums? Uh, not yet. Yeah, I'm one of those like all ideas, no no finished stuff. But I know that's what a I've range of musicians, right and some people like I know some people who just like to play live gigs, or some yeah. people who just like to compose for other people. So I know there's like a range. Yeah, of... I the, the, my problem is I can't stop composing. Right. I don't. Uh, I've decided not to work for anybody because mm -hmm. I, I I can't stop. And, uh, like, yeah, I just, I can't. <laughs> so it's, it's my life. Music is my life. I have my musical education here. I went to, to Cambrian College. I was part of the um, Subway Symphony for a while as well. And uh, I was a choir director. I played in an Afro or a um, South American band for uh, two and a half years. Been involved in um, uh, the, oh, what's it called? The... Um, uh, Irish nights there, the St. Paddy's days as well. Um, been doing that for almost ten years, and uh, a whole whole bunch of different styles of music, to the point where I see that music itself is is a palette for, um, I guess, the infinite soul of expression. And through music, you discover that there's no end to to yourself. Mm -hmm. Basically, I, w I was almost going to become an astrophysicist, but I discovered there was more to discover. In myself yeah. than there was in the universe. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, that's born and raised Sudbury. Born and raised in Sudbury. Yeah. All right. Trend. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> um, my name is Julia Brusso. Um, born and raised in Sudbury. Still a student in high school. I feel pretty young compared to everyone here, but I'm not trying to age you in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late. Baby. But um, I've been dancing for 14 years at Sudbury School of Dance. Um, and I've also been playing the drums for about five years now, I think. And I have a band, and we just kind of entered the music scene in Sudbury about two years ago. So it's, it's 
been pretty like new and exciting and like pretty scary at times but all around really fun and good experience so we're still working on our stuff like we might record more this year that's our goal and uh yeah do you have a genre you feel like you belong you don't have to I know that's a tough question too I have no idea like power pop ish kind of I guess (laughs) you're independent you guys record on your own Mm -hmm. yeah we we record um once our friend recorded for us and then we went to piss factory which is Mitch Hool's little recording studio in his basement so (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool so sitting at a table with 75% kind of someone with people with musical influence in their life I feel Mm -hmm. like that's could be a representation as well for Sudbury and the art scene here. Am I right to think about yeah. that? Could also it's like be a, a representation heavy... of the people Matt Boy's connected with. Is <laughs> I think, I think yeah. it would be more 100%. I, I play music as well. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. You didn't yeah. mention that. What do you play? I play bass Good. in various groups. So yeah, I guess I should have uh, called Matt Foy out because he was definitely kind of the contact <laughs> that I made here. And I was like, I need people help. I know you know people. And so... Shout out to Matt Foy for making this happen. But that's really funny. Good call. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention, though, when you said adventure, I'm also a guide for Wild Women Expeditions. Cool. So I could speak on that as well. And I feel like activism is a big part of music, right? Gang? Yeah. So we can all, we can do all those things. <laughs> yeah. All the stuff. Yeah. In terms of the music scene in Sudbury, because I, when I came here for my two years after high school, I took a fifth year at um, the Arts High School. Mm-hmm. And I mostly took it because I wanted some more dance training and you can go to high school for free. And so I could take dance classes for free. But I got to meet a lot of other art students and then especially musicians because they played in all the bands. They played for the musical. They played in bands outside. And some of them would have shows um, like at the townhouse or whatever and just like be stamped in as under people that are underage. But that's the, it, that connected me to kind of the music scene. And I was only here for two years, so I don't really think I saw it in its entirety but it seems to be pretty big mm-hmm. and like pretty popping. And it's changed yeah. a lot, a lot. It's changed a lot in the past six years, would you say, here? With the music? Yeah. Basically. It's it's a huge culture. Like, it's the strongest art in, in this town that I, mm-hmm. that I see. I wonder and why that is. I have no idea. We're probably... I'm wondering, too. I, it's <laughs> a minimal. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's the minerals. You know, what, <laughs> you know what I think, basically, is because there's something about the situation of where Sudbury is in itself, where it takes so long to get to a bigger city mm-hmm. and to get to better arts. So I think what happened is is that people, and it, it, it's, it's happened in the 70s where they, they started the, the, the festival, the Northern Lights Festival. They discovered that we have something to, to, to offer and to rejoice already here. And the culture of it, it just, it just keeps growing. I don't know how or why, but... And, and there's even musicians that come from out of town mm-hmm. that stop in here and, and are in awe of mm-hmm. um, the activity that's happening, right. basically. But yeah, about, it, it, there's more venues that are, that are happening with restaurants like crazy or freaking... So that's have, the, ch- the type of changes? Like it's just like the yeah. prevalence of it? Yeah, and more places to play and a lot of support for music and a real variety of genres. Like um, uh, uh, Avi Fettergreen, who who um, has started the Indie Can record label and has signed Murder Murder, which is a local band, um, he's been really interested in Sudburyan musicians in particular. And he's born and bred in Toronto and, and from Toronto, but he loves Sudbury. And it, it was interesting to hear his perspective as an outsider. He said, you know, when I go to Toronto and go to shows, 
um, it's it's great music, you know. But when you come to Sudbury, you come to the shows. All the other artists are there watching each other's shows, and there's that mm -hmm. collaborative spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and I I know that you know as an educator, um, I have come to appreciate how important it is to have that peer support whenever you're learning something, right? Yeah. And um, and that genuine support, and not surface support, but jealousy underlying. Right. It's a genuine support. Genuine support. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's uh. So I don't know what it is about our town that that um, point you raised about distance is is a good one. I think that has a lot to do it's, with yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of them. I think yeah. Relying on on the right. people here and coming from a non musical background because I think I'm the only person then that doesn't. Um, in strictly dance, even in Toronto, that same type of thing happens where you go to a dance show and it's a bunch of other dancers. It's like all the dancers <coughs> are not in the show and choreographers are there watching it. <coughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Hydration is dangerous. Yeah, it's good. Hydrate carefully. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you get all these people, and that's kind of the conversation there is that uh, these kind of performers, because I think dance is also obviously not as mainstreamed as something like music, and it's harder for people to connect with mm -hmm. than something like music, where you can really find your own sound and just love it. And so they're always complaining about how it's just dancers at dance shows and that they really need to reach out and find audience members who aren't necessarily dancers because we can't, like, we're just passing around the $20 bill, right? Like, you go to my show and then you come to, mm -hmm. and it's just, like, back and forth. Yeah. So, but maybe that's more of just, like, a micro-community thing. So maybe because the Sudbury community is big for Sudbury but small in terms of, mm, I don't know, the larger music community, you have a lot of that internal support. Theory potentially, but as a young person, I actually <laughs> Matt suggested that I bring you into the conversation as well, and I thought that would be really interesting because we could have like different generations of people. And so, like, what has your experience been in terms of just interacting with the music scene in Sudbury? Well, in the music scene, it's been like really, really, really good. Like we, we kind of got into it in a really weird way. We started going out to all these shows because they were all ages, and we had never really been to something that was all ages before because. The people before us, they were already in university, so they are already of age. So that generation kind of graduated the young person status. So we were kind of the next group to enter the music scene. So there's like me and my friends and then a few other people who are in another band. And we're just, we're kind of like the babies of the scene. Like we go to shows, like we do play licensed shows and we're allowed to stay. Sometimes you have to stay behind the merch table and stuff, but... Everyone's been really, really, really welcoming and really supportive, which is, like, amazing. Who knows if they, like, actually like our music or not, but <laughs> the fact that they're still supporting us and, like, letting us play gigs and, like, welcoming us into the community when there's so many, like, older people is, like, really, really, really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is really nice. And so you're planning to stay here for university, mm -hmm. and your band mates are staying too. Yeah, we so, all decided to stay oh, together. That's, that's good. <laughs> Keeping yeah. your band together is so Yeah, tricky. we all decided to stay because we really want to continue music, and we always talk about like whatever's going to happen in the future. Like we're probably all just going to go through like undergrad programs, and hopefully still like continue after that, mm -hmm. and maybe do bigger things. That's the goal, pretty much. So yeah. Right on. Mm -hmm. What's your band called? Dune. Oh, oh you're in Dune. Nice. Yeah. I love that. It's really good. <laughs> you guys have all heard it? Yeah, I have yeah, number four. It's a tape, right? You have like a cassette tape? Yeah. We all There's hate a that tape. It's so fun. It's fun music. It's awesome. We hate that tape so Why? much. Are you serious? Oh my god. Oh, we hate all of that music so much. Like, 
We have a few other songs, and there was this guy in, like, Texas that wanted to, like, release this uh, seven inch with this other band. It was, like, a split, and, like, it never happened. Like, I don't know if it's still happening, so hopefully he's not, like, gonna ever <laughs> hear this, but um, we recorded with Mitch in, like, May, because there was that teacher strike, so we had, like, a mm. month off, and we were all just, like, like sitting at home, we're like, okay, let's do something, like, we need to record all these new songs, so we did that. And, like, we play them live all the time, but I think it was two weeks ago, I was like, okay, we need to fucking take all the shit off of Bandcamp and put our new stuff on so people can see, like, the new stuff and, like, not only hear it live, but actually have, like, copies of it digitally. So it's on there. We didn't make a Facebook post or anything, so there's new stuff on there. Oh, is <laughs> it? Because well, I haven't listened to the Bandcamp yeah. since I yeah. got the tape, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. don't like the tape. We yeah. are probably going to eliminate, like, all the songs live. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty standard, though. I yeah. Mean, well, until, I guess until you get a good mixer to mm-hmm. come in or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so we're still working on it, but, you know, it was, like, even the response of when our tape came out, like, it was insane. Like, it was crazy. We were so overwhelmed with, like, people actually, like, wanting to buy it and, like, wanting to support us. Yeah. So it was really, really cool That's a good. That's that. nice that you had that authentic feeling about it, though. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no, like, you were humble. It's like, oh, yes, this is is nice to see this support in this community. Yeah, it's really cool, especially with, like, Brendan Lehman, who started Brain Tape. He's affiliated with this place mm -hmm. as well. So he, like, contacted us, and, like, he did our tapes. Like, I know, like, a whole, like, a bunch of other people, like, the Hools, I think, they did the tapes with them, Brendan Lehman. They had this whole, like, party where they put our tapes together and, like, made the little, like, yeah. J-cards and stuff, and it was, like, amazing to see all these people working on this, like, local project for, like, a bunch of teenagers who didn't really know what they were doing, so it was really cool. Yeah, I'm glad you like yeah. it, because mm-hmm. I, I folded a couple of those J-cards. <laughs> 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 and cut the stencil out individually with an exacto. There you go. And that says something just about, like, the belief mm-hmm. of art in a place like this, then. Yeah. Like, supporting people who are... I mean, I don't think you'd get that in a big city, because it's just like, oh, there's so many young filmmakers, or so many... Yeah. yeah. And how do you go about... And it's, I think it's it's a little bit dangerous, too, if there was... A, it, it's kind of a double-edged thing, I think, too, where the community, if it's if it gets bigger, then it probably will get more competitive. Um, but the thing is, too, is that it's still small like it's 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 kind of like a medium size but mm-hmm. you can't you have to survive in music itself in, in this town you can't just like do gigs constantly constantly because people they hear you stuff all the time mm-hmm. yeah. so you have to diversify music whether it's like recording whether it's teaching uh like other stuff i got into you know the instrument making and stuff too so like the diversity has to so yeah the size of it is it's, it's good, but yet, is it good enough, you know? Right, and that's something I've been thinking about, too, in terms of opportunity. So when I think about Toronto compared to the... Because I feel like Toronto is, like, one of Canada's cities. And so when you compare it to other cities of the world that are supposed to be known for big, explosive art things and that kind of stuff, Toronto seems small. And when I talk to Torontonians, they're excited about that because they feel like there's still opportunities. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But then you can pl- you compare somewhere like Toronto to somewhere like Sudbury, and it's so small that... There are definitely all those opportunities, but then at the same time, in Toronto, there's like an existing community. I think that's always kind of floating around. There's always some, you know, dancers doing something or some filmmakers doing something. Where I feel like this could be the case in Sudbury, where there might you actually might not start with anything. 
like sometimes what happens if there is no community for something in particular, something mm. arts-based. And so then you're literally building it from the ground up. So that opportunity's there, but the work is just different. Sort of like this. I was just going to say, yeah, it's, <laughs> this place is, it's a challenge. There's a lot, like I've met a lot of people in this city that I didn't think existed. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is kind of bringing them out of the woodwork, but it's very intimidating because all these people in Sudbury are used to working in their closed off silo work areas and to bring them into like a like a communal area workspace they don't see the potential in that yet until the value they, yeah it's yeah it's really it's challenging them it's challenging bringing them in here mm -hmm. so you get them in for tours and they're hesitant they're just like oh, i don't know if i can work around other people but as soon as they do it they realize that just having somebody else in the building increases their creativity like yeah. by orders of magnitude that energy is really yeah, contagious yeah like sure. when Pierre's upstairs I don't see him <laughs> but I'm downstairs I'm working on my thing and I'll be here till about 12 o'clock at night with no problem and yeah. then when I'm here by myself it's like ah it's 8 o'clock and you're like mm, I should probably go because mm -hmm. there's, there's nobody else here so you're not, there's no energy to feed off of mm -hmm. so a lot of people don't see that yet and uh, makerspaces are really really new to Sudbury and Anything, yeah, people like things that are new here, but they're also really afraid of them. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's kind of a back and forth thing where it's like people yeah. want new experiences, they want more, like they just yeah. want more options. But uh, the potential is here, like it's a really technology rich city, and there's a lot of geeky nerds here, and I want to get them all <laughs> into this building. <laughs> How do you know that there's a bunch of geeky nerds? Pardon? How do you know? Have you been? I didn't think there was because I'm one of them. This place is like slowly Fair. pulling them. Like it's a magnet, and they're just like, "Do you guys have 3D printers here? I heard you got uh, CNC, and it's like, cool. You guys know what that is? That's fantastic. <laughs> Come on in." Andrew Tierney is like the Jasper Dale of Sudbury. If anyone's a Road to Avonlea fan, <laughs> he's, the, he's the inventor. Um, but I thought like. There was a time in Sudbury, I was like, this town is not good. There's no, nobody like this, nobody mm -hmm. that like hacks stuff. And then uh, getting involved with this place, it's like, there is people here. There's people that know what programming is. There's people that know what Arduinos are, 3D yeah. printers. And do you find that they, because when I think about it, kind of like logically in my brain, you know, people are young and they have ideas and they have passions but then sometimes they feel that way about where they live especially when you grow up in that place you might not have positive experiences yeah. and so then you go to pursue those things in other places so the people that you're running into are they all over like demographically in terms of like age and uh, interests yeah kind of I find that they're they're more they're more into like in a certain group I mean it's going to be about 25 and and up mm -hmm. In, in about that range, we we haven't really attracted a lot of like a younger audience here, because um, our our goal here is kind of like the the entrepreneur who kind of has an idea of what they want to do, but they need a place to make it a reality. Yeah. And we have a lot of tools here that you know you can't put in your apartments and yeah. you can't afford and. And it's just, it's a facility to use that stuff. And, and collaborate. For sure. And potentially when people are 25, they're kind of more, not necessarily, but they're more kind of settled or deciding that they're going to stay. Yeah. And so they can invest. For sure. And it's like, it's a great place to experiment things. And because, uh, I mean, you can sit on an idea forever and, and always wonder what it would have been like 
bringing that into fruition. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice. And most of the time it's going to catch on fire or be a mistake or... But then you learn from that mistake. Totally, even. yeah. yeah and people need them. to learn that the, you know, making mistakes is very important. So this is a great place to make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> is there, do you guys have other examples of things that have kind of been built from the ground up? Like maybe, I know, I was catching vibes of we live up here when, cause when they started to spring online and upfest. I feel like that stuff was also... Yeah, that was... Can you speak to that? I don't, is anyone here associated with them? No. <laughs> associated, but um, like that is yeah. that is a group of amazing people from this community that saw something that needed to be improved, and they basically created a like a subculture here. And anybody, any there was a lot of haters for this city, and I was one of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, damn potholes, damn smoke, damn <laughs> mining, and all this stuff. And then these guys, and damn downtown, and then these guys basically, like, I don't know, they just took all those bad things and put a spin on it and made everything kind of wonderful and fun and whimsical. Mm -hmm. It started from the, um, the coffee table book about Vancouver's Lower East Side. I, uh, we, uh, what was it called? We are know. the Lower East Side. It, yeah, it, I guess that's right. Right, I've heard about that. Yeah, and so yeah. Um, Christian Pelche and Andrew Knapp... Um, were at, I believe it was Maggie Frampton's house, as legend has it, and she had the book, and they were leafing through it, and they, they were like, we should, we could do this for Sudbury, we should do this for Sudbury, and both of them having graphic designing um, backgrounds, it was a really, a really happy accident, so they went about doing that, and I think for them, the success of it has come in large parts um, from the fact that what we know about creativity in terms of the research I've done is that creativity results from the limitations you have. So um, if you look at a city like Sudbury, there's a lot of limitations, right? We're isolated. Um, the, there's sort of one industry. Um, and, and you know, in terms of like a day like this, I mean, it's too crappy to go mm -hmm. cross-country skiing, but it's not nice enough to go swimming. And you, it's kind of like Seattle where it's pouring rain all the time and you're in your basement like, what should I do? And, mm -hmm. and you sort of search for the, for the beauty and the spin that you can, can put on something in the, and search for the lenses to look through, look through a city like Sudbury differently. So I think that um, all those factors combined um, made for a really successful um, narrative to tell about Sudbury um, and as soon as they started that everyone just jumped on board it was it was like um, I'm trying to think of a really handy metaphor for like <laughs> it's like the, the one guy in the jail it's like I, I figured out how to dig <laughs> through this wall and everyone's like yes and then everyone just helps and then it's, it gets bigger that's a bad metaphor yeah i've seen that too though in this town with not just the the, the festival and that, that kind of movement was it's, it's the restaurants like because there's a lack of something yeah and there's nothing of it it's a really good idea right and people and I found that too, growing up here, the lesson of like, if we're going to complain about something, that's an opportunity. Absolutely. And the ones who have figured that out in this town have, have become successful mm -hmm. in the restaurants, in the, the festivals, uh, in whatever other, other stuff they, you know, yeah, you I remember see, when you see I, pop up and it's like, oh, that's a good idea. I remember when I learned that they were starting to make beer here and I was like, yes, like that's so good. And I've been waiting for, I've been like dropping hints to people that I know bars in Toronto I'm like you should bring that in because it's like local Ontario 
craft beer yeah. local-ish but yeah when I came to Sudbury and then someone served me a pint I was like this is a good idea mm-hmm. more things like this need to happen mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay cool and so they are. and they are and they are yeah yeah it's interesting I'm in, as someone who's outside of the scene but I mean I really I'm from northern Ontario and I really love and care about it and want to stay connected and it's hard because that distance that we keep bringing mm-hmm. up how do you guys kind of maintain those connections in your community? Like, how do you discover... Is it just by ex- experiential? Like, you go somewhere and you hear about something? How do you it, well, get the, exposed? It's interesting because in the past, I used to be able to know what was happening in town. Everything right. artistic, whatever. I knew, you know, about shows. Like, there was uh, emails I get from uh, Subway Arts Council. And, and then the MFM, when they opened up, they, they had some, some stuff... But it got to the point where you, you can't keep up. Mm-hmm. You, do, you have to go out and find out, oh yeah, I guess this is happening. There's so much activity. There's no way to keep up. And you can't see everything anymore. No. You can't. You have to choose now. Like, okay, do I go to this or do I want to do that? You have to be selective. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Like, even with the, uh, oh, there's a new thing that started, the, the paint the paint night. Which was, oh. which the paint, the paint social? Is it paint social? Yeah. I just love paint social. Yeah. That's, and it just, it just happened. People, he, the person who started it, uh, Brian Norrie, was uh, to the point where, like he, his tickets were so sold out every night type thing, and it just caught on right away. Like people are just they want it. It's yeah. just a desire yeah. for it. Yeah, it's a make make sh- uh, make it yourself town or makeshift town. Yeah. What is it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, do it yourself for sure. Yeah. Um, also, it's a big Facebook town. Um, right. That that's been a really handy tool. Um, I know a lot of people that have moved to town for jobs or whatnot, and uh, if they say they don't have Facebook, I'm like, I say, I respect why you probably don't have Facebook, but it's a really handy tool. Like we rely on it a lot for for events. Like sometimes, like that's the only way I promote my my concerts is through Facebook, um, and and also because it's a smaller population, I think word of mouth. Right, it's probably more effective than in other places. Yeah, so it's almost about being become more active in that community, and then you'll hear about things as you talk to people mm-hmm. and meet yeah. them. That always works. Yeah. It sounds obviously there's like a really big positive vibe and change happening. But what about barriers that you've experienced? Like you talk about the haters or people that just have yeah, you know, b- those preconceptions in their mind about what the city what the city For sure. is. I mean, it's a, it's a one industry town, and it's a big industry. I mean, there's a lot of like outlying. Uh, roots to it but there's like I was one of them I mean I was I was a hater about this place it's like oh that's never gonna work and blah 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 and this is a stupid idea but it's like it's kind of like a uh, not really like it's like a jealousy I guess because you want to be involved with it but um, it's like this place for instance like the lofts it's it takes it takes one person to kind of show the community it's like hey this is a good idea mm-hmm. and you should Come come aboard, and sometimes it, it's tricky and it takes a while to convince people. But I mean, in which way though does the community get on board? Is it a just a encouragement, supportive? Yeah, thing? support. So they're just like uh, like we're afraid of things we don't know, and I'm I'm to blame too. Like this place, for instance, was a giant leap outside of my comfort zone, mm. and. Like, Sudbury is, like, we like to be in our comfort zones. People have their jobs, their TVs, their Netflix, and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, to go outside of that is really tricky. And that's how I uh, stay, like, keep my hand on the pulses, or finger on the pulses, jumping outside of that comfort zone and meeting these new people. It's like, whoa, like, 
these things are here. This is fantastic. Maybe I don't have to move out of this city. Right. And that almost becomes a habit then, being putting yourself in situations where yeah. you want to learn. And once you do experience. the first one, and uh, then you're like, okay, that, that was pretty good. That was actually pretty easy. And then you're like, oh, maybe I'll do this other thing that terrifies me. So sometimes they don't work. Sometimes they're mistakes, but that's equally important. Right. So yeah, I think the, there's there's a fear thing. Yeah. You know, people are set in their ways here. Yeah. You know, they do their jobs and. Something for people like you who are creating the things that people are experiencing is the money to do it and to make it work, to make it fit in with your lifestyle in terms yeah. of that. And so I talk to artists and um, where there's a structure where the government or the city is helping you out in terms of money in forms of grants or bursaries or scholarships or whatever people try to take advantage of that but it also seems to be something that is they're dependent on in terms of I need a grant to do this or I need I need some financial assistance because I can't afford to work and pay for my life and create art mm -hmm. to, to contribute to this world so and that's just when I talk to artists in general I'm like so what's a barrier for you and they're like money <laughs> yeah. but do you that's, that's is that place. part of your community support is there in terms oh, of yeah, I mean, we just had a an extremely large crowdfunding for a local band that had a unfortunate accident. Mm -hmm. I think in the west. Yeah, yeah. in Saskatchewan. Yeah, in Saskatchewan, and like that was a like a huge sign of support from this community for local. Because I think I don't know how much money they raised, but I it was think pretty. In Twenty four hours, they raised fourteen thousand yeah. dollars. Wow, which was mm -hmm. just a four grand shy of their goal. Yeah, that's. Really impressive. Right. That's right. crazy. Because yeah. they lost a lot of their stuff, and instruments are expensive. And sometimes yeah. we work our asses off at these jobs we don't really want to be at to afford mm -hmm. these things to make stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to lose all that stuff in a in a blink of an eye, like that's devastating. Yeah. yeah. Like that's something that you may not be able to recover, recover from. from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really good sign of the community stepping up and being like, "Oh man, it's a fantastic band." So yeah. it's just like people, yeah, sticking up for each other here. I think a lot of it too has to do with uh, family support. Like um, I know a few artists who have spent time in Montreal or Toronto, and they've moved back to Sudbury so that they can, you know, set up a recording studio in their parents' basement, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Like Jeff Valentini, you know, did that for Hello Holiday. And yeah, then there's um, a families like the Hool family, uh, which you're a cousin of the Hools, right? Yeah, and there is we're all, cousins, and we all yeah. feel like part of the Hool family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're it's a big family, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing too, like, in the past, it was big families that, that were here. Mm -hmm. And I guess they all knew each other as well. Like, it's... Well, in the past, all families were big yeah. families, right? But because they stuck around, that sense of, of family is still here. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it carries on. Not with everybody in, in this town, but the ones that do, it's, it's, it's contagious. Yeah. It's very yeah. contagious. Mm -hmm. You feel like, oh, you're part of the family. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I like that. Yeah. When I, um, I was uh, doing another job for a while and, and have just, just stopped, um, I left my job last year to pursue music more full-time, and as soon as I did, um, people like Matt Foy reached out and took me under his wing. People like Joe Poe, Joanne Pollock, who's you know, speaking of family, like a family friend. Um, we went out for, for coffee a few times and just talked about um, music. She's a really successful uh, singer-songwriter, musician in Sudbury, and has been touring and, and whatnot. 
So um, there, there wasn't at all this, like, oh, why is she getting into music? Everyone's doing music. Why should she even bother? It was, it was the opposite. It was like, great, join mm-hmm. the team. Like, let's, let's hang. It, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I think a lot of it has to do with, with like, that feeling of familiarity. And if you've grown up here, or even if you haven't, it's, uh, it feels like a big family. Right. Yeah. And I know that even you could probably speak to the Earth Dancer experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, with Earth Dancers, like, it's been going on for so long. This year's are actually, like, our 25th anniversary, like, our 25th performance. Wow. So we've been working on, like, like, I'm one of the coordinators. It's me and my friend Emma. And, like, we're, like, really, like, trying our best, like, really make this anniversary, like, amazing. But, like, we've had a lot of, like not hardships but like it's really difficult like as a dance company to get media coverage to get people to actually come out other than family members Mm -hmm. or people who support you which is great obviously it's like really really great to have like family and friends that support you but to reach into the actual community and get people who wouldn't normally come out is really really difficult so this year we've been trying like our best we bugged all this like advertisement like we really, really um, stepped up our, like, Facebook and, like, Instagram game, like, <laughs> hardcore. Like, Lauren has been doing all of that for us, which is amazing. But the dance community is small. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, we're, like, one of the only things. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty much it. And the thing, though, that it that is amazing about Earth Dancers is the way that they go to fund about it. Because mm-hmm. it has, yeah. like, a very specific way of funding, and I, that model... I, someone else tried to do that in Toronto and it's just like it didn't work mm-hmm. because you can do you want to talk about yeah, it? yeah I can talk about it um so we dance we have all of our rehearsals and stuff like this week was crazy like we had our exam break from school so yes like Thursday was the only day I didn't have rehearsals so we were rehearsing like all week and since we're a non-profit we have to go get sponsors so on Thursday during the day my friend and I we went out sponsor shopping basically we have these uh packages that we get printed out from journal and we literally just cold called all these companies Mm -hmm. like please give us money we need this to have a show and especially this year we're doing two weeks instead of one so we need like fifteen thousand dollars which is Mm. crazy big and we usually like every year we usually come close to our goal and then we have a little bit that we dip Mm -hmm. into but like a lot of companies actually support us which is really nice and there's a lot of like the mining companies support us, which is probably to make them look better on their part because they get their uh, logo and our on our posters and our programs because mm. we're an environmental company as well. So mm. all the money we get from our ticket sales, we donate. So there's literally nothing. Yeah, <laughs> we only have our little savings account to like fall back on if we really need to, but mm. that's it. Yeah, but I, that's also an example almost mm-hmm. of like the community of support here. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether the mining companies are doing it for the right reasons or their own reasons, but it's still got that essence of there being support there from mm-hmm. the businesses to make this thing happen for 25 years. Yeah, definitely. Pretty... It's been, like, really, really crazy. And, like, for the anniversary, we have, like, the founding members coming up, and they're, they're like, super excited. They're amazed that, like, it's still carrying on this yeah, way. Yeah, And, like, awesome. this is my last year dancing, so I'm really, like, I know it will carry on, but I'm really, like trying to get all the kids that are in the year younger than me to like get them amped up to like start working on it for next year and they're all they're all starting to right now which is really really good because I feel like this is something that needs to carry on for the community for the environment obviously so we can continue to be more sustainable but 
for the arts and dance community as well, like it needs to continue to grow and people need to uh, start to like look into the dance community. It's like not all like avant-garde, weird, like shit, people like <laughs> jumping on people, dying, like. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like there is that. <laughs> That's always going to be there, but it really needs to be more, I don't know, like normal, I guess. Not really normal, but more accepted or like yeah. thought of in mm-hmm. the community. Because mm-hmm. yeah, there's always sure. theater, like musical theater, plays and stuff. Like I know Theater Cambrian, yes, theater they them like really, really well for themselves. But it's really hard for us, yeah. especially in like that community, to start oh. and get like more recognition, right, and media coverage and all that stuff. I could speak like personally. I've I've seen some shows. Mm-hmm. My daughter was in the uh, yeah. dancers as well. I I helped uh, her class one year. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and every time I've seen it, it's just brought me to tears. It makes me, I don't know what it is, it might be me, I'm not too sure, but it's, I, I start crying. When I see people dancing choreography and stuff, I don't know what it is. That's really good then, it means we're doing our job. I know, it's just like, why am I crying? Yeah. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Sometimes. Like, it's, yeah. because, you know what it is? It's because people are dancing together, they're doing mm-hmm. things, they're dancing with music, and music is, is a representation of like, what you could represent it as anything, life mm-hmm. or whatever. But they're they're going through the motions through it together in their in their ways and their um, the way they just do stuff. It just it's so symbolic. It's so symbolic, and it just it's like oh, this is, it's just deep. <laughs> Anyways, oh, yeah. that's the way I, I see it. See I, I was yeah. If you guys come to the show, you're gonna be crying. You're gonna be yeah. crying. When's when's your show? April. Okay, so it starts. April fifteenth and sixteenth is the first weekend, and then twenty second and twenty third. So yeah. we're doing like six public shows. And where is it? The TNO. The TNO. Okay. At uh, Collège Boreal. It's like the little theater there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Cool. Awesome. Man, we're gonna talk about dance. Really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. But I had a I knew this individual who took this funding model and tried to use it in Toronto, and it just like didn't work because you can't go around to businesses in Toronto and be yeah. like, hey, you want to give me money? They're gonna be like, mm, no. <laughs> who are you? And See, I think we're there's a thousand try companies. That model here because we're trying to figure out how do we get money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're not for profit now, and mm-hmm. there's yeah. no grant thing. But then you have to chase project grants and then chase projects and all this stuff and it's time consuming yeah and uh we've talked about the the private funding thing but it's like it's weird cold calling people yeah it is give us money (laughs) it is and uh, i don't know if this works for this kind of thing but canada land which i don't know if you've heard of i've decided to wear a canada land t-shirt out of all my now current podcast episodes so they're an independent news um group that work out of Toronto, but they their thing is media critique. So they critique the mass media so that we don't feel like we're brainwashed all the time. Mm-hmm. And so Jesse Brown is the genius behind it. And um, they're funded by Patreon, Patreon, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that thing. And I know a couple other individuals who have tried to be funded by that. So that's crowdsourced. Yeah. So, but it's, it's potentially bigger than your local yeah, crowdsourced. Yeah, that's... I like that. Yeah. That's, that's always a thing that you, you look at it and you're like, well, who's going to support this outside of their community? Mm-hmm. You know, who sees a benefit? But I guess there are people out there that will be like, these guys need a 3D printer, so mm-hmm. let's try and help them yeah. out. Yeah, or and people maybe in like other fellowing rural towns yeah. that you eventually establish communications with and yeah. 
often. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 just about that that outreach, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to find those different. Uh, for sure, uh, and I just find his funny. like their model really interesting because they're just trying something else, and that they are trying to avoid being privately funded because then as soon as you're privately funded, and then you're a yeah. new source, it's like you're being what you're totally, producing is being influenced. Yeah. You have yeah, someone like, kind of well, like, we give you this money, so can you drop like start talking about this a little bit <laughs> yeah. more? Yeah, <laughs> produce this thing for us, and it's like yeah. no, that's not what we're here for. So yeah, then I want to know what uh, the future is. Do we have any predictions for what's going to happen in Sudbury next? Maker movement. <laughs> Maker movement. <laughs> yeah. it's I have <laughs> And it's, yeah, people are going to understand what it is here. What does a maker movement look maker like? Maker movement is like, is people that aren't scared of taking things apart and, and repairing their own stuff and fixing and making things and, yeah, just like uh, teaching people how to write code. Like young people especially because they understand how these things, they understand that this phone is in their hand, but that's where, like, that's where businesses are, are going, right? That's mm-hmm. where, like, everything is going to be software related and, I don't know, you got to be able to reprogram that robot or it's going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary Basically. Thought. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the, and we have, two, we have three maker spaces here now. I, I saw that there was one attached to the library. There is, yeah. That's a great one that's like totally free. It's open to the public. If you have a library card, you can go in there. They have 3D printers, Macs, sewing machines, computers, uh, sound booth, green screens, mm. soldering tools. Tons of cool stuff there. Mm. Tons of stuff that you can cut yourself and break and like make noises and it's fun. In the library. Fires. Yeah. Unexpected. It's, but that's where libraries are going. All libraries are going to make this, this gigantic shift towards the storage of books to this facility that people are going there to mm-hmm. learn how to make stuff again. Yeah. Right. Because it's just like... Apparently trades they're are doing dying. it in other cities. What, what, they were talking about that, eh? They were doing it in other... Yeah, it's huge in other cities. It's like Thunder Bay has had one for a long time and all these uh, all these other communities that have had them for a while and Sudbury hasn't. The school that I teach at Lakeview um, got funding um, this year and has started its own makerspace as well in what used to be like... Um, an extension of the library, and they got the funding from from a library, yeah. some sort of library. Because that's where that's where they're gonna they're gonna head. And there's people that are afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had a meeting today with uh, two girls from the uh, Greater City of Sudbury Library, and there's a lot of people that don't understand it. Yeah. And especially when you have that thing that's like libraries are supposed to be quiet. You're supposed yeah. to be quiet. Yeah. Like there's a sign that says. <laughs> And meanwhile, there's somebody now hammering something like a birdhouse together, yeah, or sawing something. So that's yeah, that's that's going to become a thing, and like, that's huge for Sudbury. It's a technology-rich city, and I mean, why not keep those people here that are learning how to do those skills? Yeah, you're leaking all your best yeah. creators. To yeah, the they're the just world. they're going other places. So yeah, that kind of thing. But we have the Greater City Sudbury Library Makerspace. We have this place, Anywhere Creator Space, and we have the like the more industrial professional one, the Tom Fortin Discovery Lab in uh, the NORCAT facilities. Right. So that's like extreme. Yeah. Like they have like fifty thousand dollar three D printers there and CNCs and. Yeah, it's like nerd. That's cool. <laughs> nerd haven. <laughs> Basically. What about the music scene? Are we going to see progressions in that in terms of the future and 
how do you think it's gonna change? Because it's building. We're seeing more venues yeah. spread out of genres. I think what's what's oh, gonna what? happen is we're gonna get because of the culture. It's it's. I don't see any stopping mm-hmm. of happening, and the culture is is happening so much that um, I think more eyes from other cities are gonna be more looking at what's coming out of this mm-hmm. this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because the ta- the talent is is fantastic. Like, I have yet to go out to 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 a place where I don't really enjoy it. The band that I'm listening yeah. to, yeah, you know, like it's, it's good, it's really good. So that's that's what I'm seeing. Where I guess you could say step up the par with the world or something like that. But the eyes and the ears it will more be on. Oh yeah, they come from Sudbury. Like there's more artists that are gonna come from Sudbury. Right. That uh, that'll be known. That's yeah. that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's loud. Do you have a prediction? Yes, I believe that Northern Ontario is going to um, be demarcated from Southern Ontario and it's going to become its own province. And that <laughs> <laughs> We're launching. <laughs> Separate the ship. <laughs> because the, the narrative awesome. and cultural center is being formed here and people will feel an attachment to Sudbury as the yeah. hub instead of Ottawa and Toronto and they'll realize that we, why, we don't need to attach We're ourselves wrong. to I'm, we were wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm team Northern Ontario, just to be clear. Yes, political liberation. It's true too. When you go to Toronto, everyone's like, "Oh, I go to my cottage, and it's so beautiful. I need to get Northern away." Ontario. There is Northern Ontario. Right? Yeah, it's that's kind of sad. I know. And then I'll meet someone from the Yukon, and I'm like, "You're we're from not the North." Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like I've been north. It's like that's Northern. Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're Southern Ontario for sure, for sure, for sure. But um, hopefully in Ikea, eventually. Oh, my God. Julia, your prediction for the future of arts and community in Um, Sudbury? Well, I'm hoping, like, as a young, I guess, artist or, like, member of the community, that more young people will start going out to events, um, making their own projects, like, starting their own things, like, especially... Um, there's a really, like, weird thing, like, with teenagers, like, there's, like, me and my friends and kind of the people I hang out with, and then there's this weird, like, kind of separate group of people who don't actually know what's going on in the city, whether it's by choice or they just don't have, like, the resources to find out, but, like, I'm hoping that that will kind of dissolve where everyone can actually know what's going on in their community, because I know a lot of people... They hate Sudbury. Mm-hmm. They hate it. They want to get out of it for university. They all want to leave, but it's because mm-hmm. they don't actually know what's going on. Yeah. That's just like a lack <clears throat> of education and understanding, I guess, just that kind of makes them all ask. Like, I'm cutting on my city. I live here. Well, like, I don't know. Like, there's so many people who hate Sudbury and say they hate it so much. And then, like, when that stupid BuzzFeed article came out about <laughs> Sudbury's the happiest city on yeah. earth, they were like, oh my god, I love my city so yeah. much, it's so nice here, like I love all, I love the smokestack, uh, I love how it smells gross <laughs> all the time, like, it's like, That's I don't know, there's are. a lot of like, different people, and I think they just need to educate themselves mm-hmm. about what's mm-hmm. going on in the city. I think, I think too, there's just, what you just said there too, and I noticed that when I was a teenager where people didn't like it unless the media said it was mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, well, it, like, but why do you really like it? Yeah, and I think it's it's to just discover what you really like. Like, stop, stop 
relying on what is good on what somebody tells you what's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like find out what you really like and don't be shy to say, hey, I really like this. I really, yeah. you know, check this out, whatever. That's yeah. like... That, that might be a part. I don't there's know. There's a definite a, like fear of like trying new things or like going out to different places. Like I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. But like even when we first started going to shows and stuff, we were all like, oh my God, like holy shit. Like we're like the youngest ones here all the time. But now like, like yeah, we're the youngest ones here. Like, it's really cool. Like, everyone's really nice to us. We we know everybody pretty much. So, mm-hmm. it's really welcoming. But I think people just don't see that side of Sudbury. Like, people think downtown is, like, yeah. really scary. Mm-hmm. And they think it's, like, this bad part. Like, even, like, parts of the Donovan where, like, now Tuco's is, like, that really, really helped out yeah, things that like community. That such an upgrade. So, like, you now we see, like, a lot more different, like, groups of people, like, different demographics, like... People who wouldn't normally go to that part of town, but now they are, which is really, really, really great. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, Upfest and stuff, too. Like, I know a lot of people that I went to school with or, like, who graduated that weren't really in the arts community, but that really, like, opened it up oh, wow. to, like, the general public. So that was, like, a really good thing. So they're continuing that. It's cool. going to definitely mm-hmm. flourish. That's good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a little like firing squad type thing where you're gonna we're gonna go around and everyone's gonna suggest or recommend an artist or a musician, one or two that you would recommend that are local. Go. Does it have to be music? No, totally not. It could be you could do music and something else. You could you know oh, shoot out your geez. favorite couple. Be like, hey, check this person out. You can find them on Facebook. Um. I really did not give you a heads up for this at all. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> can I say two or does it have yeah, to be one? Yeah, no, you can say okay, two. Okay, I'll say one musical one and one like cool. tangible art thing. Uh, we have a member here. His name is Stuart Dunbar and he builds these like beautiful like caged lamp things and it's just his own concoction and just very quiet, humble individual. And so, yeah, he sells them on Etsy and he comes in here, he goes downstairs, you don't even know he exists and just like does his thing and he has a nice chat, he's, he's got a crazy English accent, and uh, yeah, he's just like, fantastic work, and awesome. he's decided to call Sudbury his home, and I think that's amazing, and then another person is my friend Marcel Gautier, and uh, he's been in Sudbury for quite a long time, he's probably my best friend, we have like this kindred relationship, and he is just like, he bleeds music notes he like he is music he does all this other stuff just so he can do music mm-hmm. and i love that about him it's just like it's so authentic and it's super talented songwriter just yeah. like amazing yeah, I, I, I second that one. yeah, yeah. i played with him in bands and i just like oh he'll come up with something and i'm like how did you do that <laughs> like this is this is like a treat to my ears how do people find him in his work uh they can find him on, he's got some stuff on iTunes under either Merchants of Solace or Marcel Gautier and uh, Facebook and YouTube. Right. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is tough. <clears throat> I definitely didn't say your favorite, so it's, you don't okay. feel like to... someone's going to listen to this and be like, Offended. <laughs> Why didn't you see me? <laughs> Does anyone else want to go? I'll go. Yeah. Okay, there's a band. This is a one that you're going to have to dig into because they're no, no longer together. Uh, it's a band called Willet. Uh, yeah. Fantastic yes. writers. The, the energy that these guys had together were... The, the live shows were fantastic. 
And uh, yeah, the band's called Will It, and like I said, they're not only together, but it's, it's something I that's, really like to put on. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, great songwriting. And they're, they're all, I guess, involved in other stuff right now, too. And so you have to do members. some, like, internet investigation to try to find their... Yes, Will it, <laughs> Laura Willett, uh, and then the Zach um, Lamott, and I believe uh, Al Lamott was in there, too. And there was another member was as well. Clayton, did Clayton play in that? Was he in there? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But there are actually like a few of their, those members are in another group called uh, Almighty Rhombus. Mm-hmm. And those guys are oh, mm-hmm. such a staple in this community as yeah. far as music goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Willett, I was talking to Clayton the other day of like, man, I, t- I said, I'm like, I miss Willett. Like, mm-hmm. that's just like, that's a sign of keeping an awesome band together is such a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the second one would be, um, uh, actually, my other cousin, Shidi. Uh, She's in this uh, Apex. Yeah. In, in, Another one. so many. Awesome. Like, just like, again, fun. Too. That's yeah. what I like your stuff through the dunes. I was like, oh, it's just yeah. so fun. Yeah. yeah. So the Apex as well. Check them out. They're, uh, they, they're recording with uh, Mitch as well. And uh, it's, just, it's just fun. Just fun to hear. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to think. Like... Every, like all like every musician like everything you hear is so good and like even the live performances like everyone has their own like different take on everything but like you can nothing. recommend you can recommend venue spaces like where would people go if someone was visiting Sudbury where would they go to hear some good tunes well like the townhouse is like kind of the main-ish like speakeasy townhouse I guess but that's like where I've played but band wise um, statues is like one of my favorite mm. Sudbury bands. <laughs> yeah. Statues, yeah. And like now, like with Mick Future starting too, yeah. like that's like that's amazing. Choice. Everything the Fools do is yeah. so yeah. good. It's gold. <laughs> it's, it's gold. Yeah. It's gold. <laughs> I think I'll, um, I'll speak about um, some non musical artists. Sure. Um, actually, your, your cousin Danielle Danielle. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, illustrated a children's book called uh, Sometimes I Wish I Was a Fox is that it? Sometimes I Feel Like a Fox Sometimes I Feel Like a Fox and I believe her second manuscript for another children's book has been approved and she was also one of the muralists at Upfest and her work is stunning Mm -hmm. it's just stunning It's um, I love it and uh, so her mural is on the building um, where the speakeasy is it's sort of in a little alleyway from Durham Street um, to the, the parking lot um, and it's uh, a, a girl with, I believe, deer antlers coming out of her head, uh, with like a chevron turquoise background. Um, and then also an, another um, artist, Ray Miranda. I don't know if that, that's her name yeah. on Facebook. She's one of our members. Yeah, she does uh, um, textile work, yeah. and uh, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's it's great. It's something to watch. She's and so you see their work mostly in public. Yeah, yeah, and Instagram has been a really handy tool as well for these artists. I, um, a lot of them do stuff at home. Um, they're both, both of those artists I mentioned are both mothers, so um, you know they're, they're busy with their home lives, and so they're able to connect into an arts community using social media very right. effectively. They also have a presence at um, uh, things like maker's markets. We had a, a maker's market uh, in um, December. November, December, um, sort of like a, a hipster take on craft fairs. Yeah. So it, really, okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, let's be honest. It's, 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 it's good stuff. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, 
there. <laughs> I was there selling my Bodum cozies. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You were there selling jewelry. Yeah, you, you sold out. Yeah, yeah you sold out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Around hipsters. Yeah. 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 So um, right on. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try to I'll try to seek out all these things and put them in show notes so anyone who wants mm-hmm. to find them can. That's a wrap. That's oh. good. So I just wanted to thank everyone for coming out of wherever you were in this building and to like making the, the venture out in the semi-gray day that we have out here. It's actually warm though, isn't it? It's uh, I think three degrees or minus three. Yeah, but yesterday yeah. it was like minus 15 or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's actually nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And then I think that we should play this episode out with a Dune song. Oh God. So do you yeah. have yeah. one? Do you have one? Oh I have the one that was on the um, the brain tape comp that was put out I think at the end of the summer and it's one that we recorded with Mitch at Piss Factory. Do you want me to just play it from my phone or? Tell me actually if I can get the track from you later I can upload <laughs> it directly to here and then it'll be super good quality for yeah. the world to hear. But if you just want to say the title of the track and maybe your bandmates' names. Oh yeah, um, the track is called Pavement and. Julia, the drummer, our singer, and uh, rhythm guitarist is Isabella. Our other guitarist is Dawson, and our bass player is Dylan. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right on. So then after this, we're going to listen to Pavement. Thank you, guys. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.